Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Well, welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with the whole gang, minus our wonderful Becky, who is off on maternity leave at the moment. And we hope if she's listening that she's enjoying that beautiful baby that she has. I'll have to show y'all a picture she sent me today of Amelia doing some funny little moves. But um, boy, I can't believe we're in December. The year has flown by. I mean, just flown by for me. I don't know about the rest of you. Here we are starting to gear up for sort of final conversations with clients for the 2022 year, making sure that they've addressed any of the issues that need to be taken care of. I don't know. How are you guys feeling about all this? It does feel like the year has flown by and all of a sudden here we are, like you said, in in, uh, December, wrapping up the year, trying to hit goals, think about next year's goals. Yeah, and for those of you that were wondering what that voice was, I didn't do a very good job introducing the team. <laughs> that was Kate Welker. <laughs> and how are you feeling? Um, and Arcea, she's on our team as well. You've heard her in various podcasts. How are you feeling? I'm good. I mean, yeah, like Kate said, it's the year's flown by. We scheduled a client meeting in February yesterday, and that was like, whoa. <laughs> feeling good. It's amazing. And Carrie, you've had, Carrie being on our team, you've had some whopper of a year events happening. How are you feeling about 2022? I'm feeling good. Definitely a roller coaster year for me, but I feel like I'm on the other side of that and I'm really excited about 2023. So, yeah. So, we are looking, again, can't believe we're looking forward to 2023. But we're looking forward to talking to a lot of our clients throughout the rest of the year about a couple of different topics. And and as a team, um, one of the things that we are often asking clients, whether actually asking them the question or sort of hinting around the question is, you know, what's your statement of financial purpose? And what we mean by that is it's somewhat goal oriented, but really, why do you work? Because although we love our jobs and we love what we do... (laughs) 
we realize that not everybody loves what they do and may might even do something different if money wasn't a, a necessity or you know something that they needed to do. So we have a tendency to start with uh, asking that question. And I'd love for those of you that are listening, if you get a few moments, I would love to hear what your statement of financial purpose is. If you want to send us a note, we, we definitely would love to share some of the feedback that we get. But what are you guys hearing as a general rule? Po- I mean, one of the things again, too, this year, post-COVID, things are opening up. Travel seems to be a big thing. Time with family seems to be a good thing. What are you guys hearing for other really big topics for statement of financial purpose? Travel has come up like over and over again. Um, I've heard helping like to take care of family, like we have clients that are helping their parents, um, even clients that are helping their adult children or with grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also come up online. Flexibility has been a huge word I've heard, whether it's in your working situation, in re- even retirement day of, I don't know, I might want to work longer, I might want to work less. I want the flexibility to be able to decide what that looks like. And anyone with kids like school age still, I think um, there's still a little like emotional trauma or mental trauma from the COVID situation. So having the flexibility to be able to, and I know that's huge for me, um, just be able to be there for them or make your work day look different or work life look different in environment to be available. I think the same thing I was thinking about, I've got some clients like thinking about just diversity of income and, and I think as times change, people are starting to think about like, you know, you don't have to have the same exact job for all these years. And then what does, what does, what are the different opportunities that you can, you know, transition to in retirement as well as I think one, one unrelated to that, I think I have some clients thinking about, you know, it's really important to save and plan for your future, um, but to also really spend your money that you do have available to you now doing the things that you want to do and living the life you want to live. Because I know I'm really bad about, you know, we all have money baggage and, and one of mine is, you know, not allowing myself to enjoy my money currently and and so I think that's something that I have a few clients as well as myself thinking about. Mm-hmm. And it seems like we have a lot of clients having babies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking that myself lately. <laughs> uh, we've, we seem to have, I had uh, several at the same time, um, which is exciting. It's really exciting to do that. But I think, again, it goes to the, the flexibility you're planning to start or expand family. Um, and I think Anne had said this too, if it's not your children, like extended family and parents. I'm just hearing that more and more about how to help support their lives. Yeah. So I think when you think about all those different things, whether it's vacation, whether it's a vacation home, flexibility to travel, flexibility in general, flexibility to help parents, having kids and the flexibility that comes with that. And, you know, towards the holidays, I often hear things about charitable giving too. And it's not just always time and sometimes money um, is a big part of it. I think we also are hearing quite a bit about clients maybe wanting to start a business. And that goes to the point that you were talking about with, you know, wanting to work, but not work at the same pace. And so Mm -hmm. taking a skill set that they have and, and converting it. So those are all the reasons that often we hear from people as to why they work, you know, what their statement of financial purpose is. Those always lead to 
to goals. I mean, that's like the first step. When, when we ask people what their goals are, it's, I always want to like map it back to, well, why do you want to, why do you mm-hmm. want to earn money? Now let's set goals around that particular topic. When it comes to the end of the year and thinking about goals in general and achievement of those goals, are there any last minute tips that we would want to give to clients? This is going to be released in December, the first two weeks of December. So clients listening to this will have two to three weeks possibly that they would be able to get those final action steps done potentially before the end of the year. Are there anything that you think people should prioritize? Especially given, you know, again, thinking about those statement of financial purpose, given that there's some things you can't do beyond the end of the year. (laughs) I would say anything that has a tax year deadline, as we discussed, especially if you're in a tax situation. (laughs) I think we're all thinking it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So your IRA contributions or a backdoor Roth conversion or a contribution as well as maxing out your employer retirement plans. If you have some opportunity uh, in your cash flow or expenses to do that, now would be a good time to make that happen because you can't go backwards. Um, as in, if you realize you wanted to make that, you can't do that after January. Yeah, and the uh, health savings account as well. Yeah, and one thing I've been looking at with some clients lately is uh, um, just reallocating accounts. It's something we've done this year just kind of with the volatility in the market, we've taken advantage of some of those drops just to look at, you know, what should your investment allocation be and, and how can we use some of this volatility to reallocate positions. So I was just running some reports for clients before the end of the year and looking at that. We've also heard a lot about uh, charitable giving. This year in particular, we've had multiple situations And again, if you're looking for a tax deduction reason for it, there's a few different avenues you could pursue. One is if you haven't taken your required minimum distribution yet and you are over the age of 70 or 72 for your RMD, you can have a direct contribution sent from your qualified assets that would not be taxable to you. And we've also been discussing a lot of donor advised funds, which are something you can set up to put a larger um, chunk of money in, so to speak, and get a current tax deduction for that. And that was something that if you wanted the current year deduction, you would want to explore a little bit more to get that done before the end of the year. And I guess college contributions for people lucky enough to live in states give you a tax deduction for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can always make a Roth IRA contribution um, or an IRA contribution post December 31st, but a lot of those things that you mentioned, you can't. The HSA, you can, but the rest of the items, you know, you're pretty locked into that 1231 deadline. And if you miss it, you've missed the opportunity altogether. So thinking about other things that people might want to do as sort of a year-end checklist. Now, I know, I know. Okay, I'm busy enough during the holidays, but maybe, maybe this is a January checklist. Item, but some of the other things that we like to cover with our clients that, well, actually, this one probably could be a nice little bump if you um, take the time to do it. And I know, Kate, the other day you actually had a client that had some lost and unclaimed funds. I was so excited. I'm actually meeting with them this afternoon. And um, so, with our clients, once a year, we like to go out to the unclaimed funds page for your state. Every state has one, and you could just put in your name and um, 
you can put more details, but generally just your name will start and they'll bring up any possible lost or unclaimed funds that are in possession of the state. And these could be anything from a utility refund or overpayment, um, I'm trying to think random dividends. I've seen lots of things. So we don't always find a lot, but um, I did find for both uh, husband and wife, I found unclaimed funds. So I was kind of excited about that. That's fun. I've been doing them and not finding anything. I, I know. <laughs> Even if it's 10 bucks, it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And, and these, this state does not list, some states list the amount, the state did not. So I don't know how much yet, but um, I go through for my family periodically too, just to, I don't find anything usually, but it's a fun task. You know, and another big thing that I've been talking to clients about is sort of a job review in a sense. Um, I think one of the things that we, we saw a lot of people changing jobs in 2021, especially we saw that not so much this year, maybe early this year we did, but sort of checking in and doing a job review. We, we, when you work for a company, you often will have a employee review kind, kind of type meeting. But what about a job review? You know, is this company allowing me to move forward? Is this company bringing me joy? Is this company meeting my goals? Um, doing that job review or asking yourselves those questions sometimes will get some juices flowing during the holidays and potentially have you thinking about other opportunities that might be available to you that you normally would just plug along. We just had a client recently that. Her company did a downsizing and she said to me, I'm not sad by this because I've been thinking about leaving for three years and I've just been mm -hmm. too afraid to do it, but this is pushing me. And, you know, it, she said, I'm, I'm going to take a month off and do some soul searching and then I'll, I'll really start hammering applications and and seeing what I want to do next. And I know Ann and I have had client that just totally left the workforce altogether for a little while. So just to get their mind clear for what they might want. So I think it's it's nice to have a do a job review occasionally just to see if you're where you really want to be as well. Mm -hmm. Employers are just as lucky to have you as you are to have them. <laughs> So, <laughs> and I know we talk a lot about savings and we've already mentioned some of those things that um, are really important, but I think this is also a great time to check in on that emergency fund. <laughs> We're potentially going into an economic slowdown or, you know, maybe even the big bad recession word, you know, it might be happening. This is a great time to be thinking about those those sort of savings and anything that might go along with a job change, like stock options, you know, investing that goes with them, all of that stuff. I think it's a great time at the end of the year to to be um, considering that. And I like to use this time of the year to plan for next year, <laughs> travel. <laughs> it's like my Christmas present to myself. <laughs> I've heard that more and more for people that are actually using travel as their Christmas gifts yeah. and reallocating the money and thinking about it over the holidays. How about when it gets into like the debt side? Any thoughts, you know, to share? I mean, there's the student loan side of things, which for those that missed it, that got extended again. 
Um, so the final, final time they were going to suspend student loan payments got pushed back uh, again. And it's up to two months either after they basically get out of uh, the core or um, June, whichever is is sooner. So if the court case continues to go on past June, then they're basically saying that August 1st is when you would owe your first payment at this stage of the game. But any thoughts or ideas around reviewing debt at the end of the year? I kind of think, um, especially if you've been on a debt, you know, pay down journey, Ann and I've had a client that her focus this year has been to pay off credit card debt. So at our last meeting, you know, we went back and pulled like, you know, what was the balance in January? And then we were able to show her the progress. You know, it's it's now November, almost December. And, you know, it, it was really nice to remind her, you know, this is how far you've come. Because sometimes when you're when you're that person, it's easy to forget where you started and how much you have accomplished. Um, because it can be hard when you've kind of gotten in that cycle of using credit cards to just make sure you've stopped and and focus on what you have accomplished. So that was um, something really fun that we got to do with her. And she she did really well this year. So during credit card debt, it's a good motivator to know that you're not alone and there are others that are focusing on it. Um, just get a plan together and, and hammer through it for 2023. I love that. So I always think of the end of year too as like a reflection back. And mm-hmm. I'll do like I'll do that with my accounts and with clients to just pull up balances from January and see what happened the last year where we're at. So I like I like some little celebrations. Mm-hmm. I also think this time of year, quite often we are seeing um bonuses paid out, like a Christmas bonus or end of the year bonus or company distributions, profit share, pay raises. So it's also a really good time to either go back to those savings buckets and see where you're saving or where debt is. And um, I find it's really easy when money's coming into the household, if it's not planned for, it kind of just gets absorbed. So while you know there's a change before you're used to that coming in to figure out what you're going to do with that excess and put it, put it somewhere, either to a debt reduction or to a savings goal or to travel or something fun that will bring more joy to your life. And I also think it's a great time to develop a plan for 2023. <laughs> that snowball or avalanche, it's a great time to be thinking about that as an option as well. Yeah, and I was thinking about the master budget that we give clients just sitting down and looking at, you know, how much does your lifestyle cost you and has anything creeped up? And even if you just start by listing all your fixed expenses, it's easy to, my husband and I will do this from time to time and just realize how many subscriptions we have to think. <laughs> That we aren't even, you know, like I it was like, we have Paramount and like all these like streaming services that we were paying for that I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. So, and just, you know, really understanding where your money's going, even if you don't track it item by item every month, sitting down once a year and, and just laying out master budget, I think is helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I do the same thing periodically like i'm not a real finite budgeter but that big picture and finding items or even looking at you know look it's a good time to compare what was your insurance premium if you're not one that reviews it when it comes in the mail also it's like oh hey wait a minute this just got a lot more expensive why because i think we automate so much we don't always pay attention to the details yeah and speaking of insurance (laughs) i think it's a good time to be 
thinking about risk management. But before they, before we go there, I just want to take a quick break to mention one of the wineries that Brett and I went out to see when we were out in Oregon. As I've been doing over the last few months, mentioning a new winery for the month of December, uh, we are tasting Whiskey Hill Winery um, wines. They sent us our first shipment this past, right before we came down to Florida for the winter. So I was so excited to, pop, to pack that in the car that was already overloaded other wines, but it was exciting for me to get that. Brent, I remember, you know, the wine when we were out there, that's why we joined the club, but we got our first shipment. We've got a Syrah. We're really excited to be, I'm really excited to be able to taste because he's not a Syrah fan, but I'm super excited to be able to taste. There's a couple of Pinots in there. And of course, what I fell in love with when I was out in Oregon was the Foch. So those three wines are on my table to be um, enjoyed this month. I'm sure they'll be very quick around the holidays. I know you guys all have a lot going on with your families. Any suggestions that you would give to the folks listening that you've enjoyed or you'd like to pass along? Mine is completely unwine related, but since we're approaching the holiday season, my kids have asked if we could have a hot cocoa bar for the month of December. Oh, we did that for Thanksgiving when we nieces. Did you? Yeah. So give me ideas, Anne. We um, Emma bought a cocoa bomb set, and we, she's been crafting and exploring and convincing me to buy all kinds of fun accessories that we probably don't need, but it will be a fun. I don't know how fancy we got. We had some peppermint spoon, like yeah. Bum and chocolate and mini marshmallows and it was fun. Yes. That's fun for the kids to do. And they feel they feel fun, you know, feel like it's something they're involved in. It's a good tip. Carrie, anything on your side? Um, so I had kind of stopped, like, I don't know, you know how you go through phases or whatever, um, and I hadn't had any wine lately, but um Alan and I picked some up at Sam's the other day and we got like a whole And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at rootedpg for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. Don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.